Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Manchester Football Social Full-Time Devils Takeover yeah. We're back, this is the Full-Time Devils fan phone in on XS Manchester We are live 6 to 7pm And we've got a full studio today with a bunch of special guests As always, we've got my co-host Joe McGraw Gaz is back oh, in the house as yes. well. It's about and, uh, time. It is about time, Gaz. And our special guest today, actor, comedian and former Manchester United Community Centre of Excellence coach, Trevor Dwyer Lynch, joins us for his debut on the FTD fan phone. And cannot wait to hear Hello, some Trevor. of his stories. Been absolutely gold already just before we've got on air. Excited to have you here, Trevor. Thanks. Joe! Yes. Tell them how they can get involved at home. Very simple. Call us 0345-111-7625. The number is along the screen there, so if you're watching now, give us a bell. Uh, it's normal landline charges apply, so make sure you give us a call. Get your calls in nice and early, because there's a lot to talk about. There's loads to talk about. And you know what? I'm smiling. Three yeah. wins on the bounce for Manchester United. We opened our Champions League account with a victory on the road at Young Boys of Bern. And there were plenty of positives to take from that. None other than the two young fullbacks. A glimpse into the future, maybe, Oof. or are we getting carried away? Um, let's go to our special guest first, Trevor. <laughs> How are you feeling when you saw that yesterday? It is one of those, isn't it? You, you do feel excited. I mean, everybody's waiting for Delok to come and see what's going on. And especially in terms of, you know, Jose's philosophy, he likes the finished product and experienced kids. We didn't really know too much about this lad. And then, bang, what, what a debut. It was a fantastic debut, wasn't mm-hmm. it, Joe? Yeah, indeed. And do you know what's got exciting? When was the last time we could see potentially two full-backs? Not just going to be at the United like, for this season, uh, but for seasons to come. Sorry, I'm so low down here, so I can just get behind <laughs> but I am, I am over here. Hello, hello. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting, and I thought it played well. Obviously... It was interesting to see how they progress in the Premier League, and a lot is in, uh, exciting. But you know what I mean. We can start to feel confidence in, in in well a defensive area for the first time in a long time. Adam, Gaz, um, yes. how did you feel when you seen Luke Shaw back to his? Some would say maybe his best. Surprised, um, and then Delo on the other side because 
I don't know, has fullback become one of the most important positions in football at the oh, moment? Oh, yeah, of course it has. And it's it nice to have two fullbacks that actually play like fullbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, I know this sounds like so simplistic, but overlapping runs and first time crosses, it's nice to have two fullbacks that can actually do it. The only thing that I worry about with the low is he might suffer what Luke Shaw suffered from in recent seasons where, say if he does have one bad game... and he's, he's going bro- to have- like a broken leg then. No, 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 no. No, say if he has a bad game, and he's going to have a bad game, he's a young lad who plays the defender, he's going to make a mistake that costs yeah. a goal at some point this season, it's going to happen. I just hope he's not then dropped for the rest of the season after it. A bit like Andres just- Pereira after Brighton. Exactly, mm-hmm. and just goes missing completely, because he's a great player, but he is still young, he's going to make some mistakes, but hopefully if he puts in more performances like last night, happy days, man. What Jose would love about him is that his build is not really that of a young player, is it? Mm. He's quite mm. physically well-built. He's yeah. quick, he's strong. He can beat a man. He can happy to whip it in. I think Rom's going to grow to love him. Yeah, I think I think you're just looking at him again. You look at his brain, how he works, and his concepts of the game. You know, he took it full on, didn't he? He's got an opportunity. I'm, I'm a great believer in me. If you get an opportunity, especially at Man United, you've got to say to the boss, look, this is, I'm going to make it difficult for you. This is why you can't drop me. You know what I mean? It's simple as that. So for me, I think, yeah, great debut. Hopefully goes on. It's about continuity. Is he the man to replace Valencia, do we feel? I do feel that. And I also feel what I'm, I'm happy about is uh, we, we got him for a reasonable price as well, a reasonable price. You, we often see United getting ripped off these days and the fact that we spent not a lot of money on him, but yet he, he's looking like a good player who can million? 19 million on him, which is good. These day and ages, you play, what, what did uh, people pay 50 million pounds for a good fullback? And if we get him nice and early and build him up, you'll be looking at that signing in five, six years' time and we'll be realising that we got a bargain for that lad, which is good. And I think that whoever spotted him you know I hope he's still out there at the moment and looking at different other players around Europe who we can get in and can do that because United at the minute have got a tendency to get ripped off by the big clubs but if we can find players like that you know, we'll, hopefully we're in happy days and how long do we really think Valencia has left like really <laughs> I mean I think last season after, after last season you should be thinking mm. to be fair mm-hmm. the low completed more crosses than Valencia has since that 2009-10 season when what, he kept the, putting everything on Rooney's head in the first three minutes of the game as well like as soon as he got it he looked up saw Lukaku was like that's where that ball's going yeah, and it's Valencia's never done it no it's mega and the thing if you look at you know people berate like Arcu a lot or Green Mile as we call it <laughs> stand you know I mean? but uh, they berate him Listen, his touch isn't great, but if they've got a striker who comes in and scores 23 goals without service, mm-hmm. how many can score with service? Mm. So I don't care if his first touch isn't like Messi's. I want him to be a bit of a rude in the box. You know what I mean? Just score goals. Get him fired into him. He'll score. You see him, Belgium, he gets service, he scores. Mm. You've got a kid like Bilot, you've got a kid like Shaw, who can both do that. That might be the answer. We've got our first caller coming in as well. Yeah, this guy's called Alex. Alex, you're on the full-time devil's phone in. You give us a call, 0345-111-7625. This show is about you. Alex, you're the first caller, mate. How are you? Okay, you? Yeah, I'm very well, Alex. You're on the, the stage is yours. about you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Alex. I'm Say, actually coming to my uh, first game on Saturday. Excellent. Congratulations, Alex. You know, big day. You're uh, going to get that tingle in your balls for the first time, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. Who do you reckon we start right back on Saturday? Valencia is bound to be, isn't it? It'll be Valencia. I wish it. I do. I would go for Delo personally, but it will be Valencia. Yeah. Are you, ex- were you excited yeah, about Delo, Alex? Yeah, he had a great game last night. To be honest, for Portuguese perspective. 
Yeah, indeed. I mean, think I think Delo uh, could be someone in the future we're talking about. Alex, what what else do you want to say about Saturday's game? I'm just looking forward to it, and I hopefully I see Adam at the game. Do you reckon about them sitting in the north stand? Oh, yeah, you might do. Oh, you got you got to admire you there. Everyone admires you. Thank you very much, Alex, for giving us a call. I'll, I'll give you that fiver later, Alex. Oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Let's talk. Yeah, you've got stuff. Is that so? He was in the rain. Oh, Did you hear that? Funny. He was that's in the rain. Along, I want to go United to meet Adam. I, I only have a couple of people that like me. So <laughs> when they do, let's not let's We're not in this room. His dad. <laughs> <laughs> right then, back on topic. Fullbacks. Fullbacks, yeah. We got another call coming in. Sorry, I've been, just been told to... not to say what I said as well. <laughs> yeah, someone oh. in the office says, don't say balls. Uh, right, oh. No, that was it was only it was only a joke. Yeah, but uh, put a foot in front of it. Yeah, football. We yeah. are talking about football and the full time devils talk take over. <laughs> uh, you got Luke Shaw, you've uh, uh getting into the mix, he's coming in confidence. Um do you thought he was gonna be out for a tiny bit longer, maybe after that incident? And I'm sure we all watched the incident uh, against England and Spain and thought, blimey, you know, could could he be out for another longer spell? But he's came back into it. Luke Shaw hopefully will stay there. Um, does the lot learn from the Luke Shaw thing, what what he went through? I think he's got to be his own man. I think he's got to be his own man. Make a stand, that's a position, that's what I want to do. Simple. Luke Shaw <laughs> is his own man. He's on the left, the lot's on the right. I think Luke Shaw is... Showing his character, coming through that leg break, which is a horrendous leg break, mm-hmm. right? And it was then, three years this week. Yeah, three years, okay. And then getting that on against England, that was the main worry. I think majority of United fans thought, oh, no way, no way. But I just thought, for him, he's going, yeah, I could be out for that mandatory seven days. Mm-hmm. But he said, no, I'm on a roll, I want to do it. United fans are behind him. Good luck to the kid. I, I really hope he, he, he does well. It shows a lot as well because that's what so many fans, me included, were questioning him about in the summer, his attitude, you know, because obviously just the sheer size of the lad, you know <laughs> what I mean? He looked like an absolute unit in some of the pictures you saw and you were thinking, he's probably not going to come back for United. One month later, it's all gone and he's playing out of his, out, 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 you know, out of this world and I'm thinking he's, he, his attitude must be bang on. I love that he said as well in an interview, I've got a Rooney type body. Mm. That's now become a thing in football <laughs> where, like, I've said a that a couple of times in outside. In no one, no one agrees with me. Player. I've got a really tight body. Show me all of Lee wants to talk about the lot. Show me a really tight bank account. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, Lee. Uh, what do you want to talk about, mate? Is Lee, it are lot? you on a ferry? Uh, what's going on, Lee? Yeah, I just want to. I think it's fantastic. Sorry, Lee, we just missed you there, but we got your main Fellaini points. Fellaini in the last There's one we can all have a chat about. I'm sure you want to have your say. 0345 Give us a call about Fellaini. Has he changed your opinion as a Manchester United fan? What are you shaking your head for, Gaz? Because it, it's not a case of changing your opinion. I think a lot of people uh, sort of agree, and I know that you, you probably agree with this as well, Trevor. We were chatting before about it. 
Well, Fellaini's a great, great if he's being used as a squad player, yeah. and great if he's being used off the bench when, when you know, you need that big physical presence. I understand that. It's when he's starting in midfield in Champions League knockout games. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Fellaini. It's when he plays. Yeah, should we go to Mohamed? Well, having said that, Gaz, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I agree with you, and that is, some, like, uh, that is something I've said exactly word for word in the past, because like, that's how I feel. But in the last three games, he's played in midfield, and he's done well, and he did that for Belgium at the World Cup. Has he changed? Well, this is no. Whichever the show has got. Listen, I'm saying this. So we've got a squad of 22. Yeah. So every one of them 22 players are in that squad for a reason. So whether they come off the bench or whether they start, they've got to do a job. Otherwise, go back to the old system, and we had 14. We have 11 and three subs. Or we have, a, we have five subs. What? You've got a squad of 22. So I don't care if it's Fellaini, I don't care if it's Pereira, I don't care who it is. When you come in, you've got the opportunity, you do it. The purist who have seen everything will say, no, he's not a starting 11 player. But, like we've just proved, he's just come in, he's playing in front of the, of the back three. How well has he done? You know what? This might be controversial and a bit <laughs> of an unpopular opinion. Don't say that word again. But right now, I think Fellaini is a better option than Matic. I think for uh, Matic Matic is, has lack of to mobility. Go to a break. I'm right. Am I right, am I right <laughs> in thinking that Matic has just got in, or has been shortlisted for the FIFA Pro Eleven? I don't care about that. Am I right in thinking? Yeah, that? you yeah, are. That? So, so you think I'll... saying one of the best midfielders <laughs> in the world is worth? Was that Ashley Young in the World Cup Eleven or something? Like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Should we bring Graham into it? Graham, you okay, Graham? Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. You want to come in on this debate about Fellaini. Oh, can you turn your... If you've got us on in the background, just turn it down for us if you wouldn't mind. I've always wanted yeah, to have one of them callers. Do you think we have to say that? Oh, can you turn your radio down in the background? <laughs> Do you want to ask yeah, him again? I've had on a speakerphone because there was a caller beforehand. Yep. So I just think that Stephen Fair, Fellaini is more a type of player that Mourinho would like because he excels more in certain positions. Rather than like, I think Mourinho has been bought players rather. Like, I agree with Stephen where he said that Mourinho gets players bought for him. But I don't think Sanchez is a Mourinho player. I don't think Fred's a Mourinho player. They're too flimsy. I think they like kind of more physical players, like players that give a bit more dominance in their position. I don't feel that like you've really got many like that. Like Can I just stay on the line, please, Graham? Um, Trevor, your face then was an absolute picture. You, Shaking you, your head. You, does that mean you think Sanchez is a Mourinho player? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I think, because again, we got, we got to remember, easy for me to say, what you got to remember with Jose, he wants players who are the finished product or near the finished product. He's not about developing, right? Sanchez, whether we like it or not, is a world-class player, right? I believe this kid, Fred, has got the potential to be our, at the moment, a poor man's Kante, a poor man's Makalele. You've seen the work rate of this kid. Have you seen him? He gets box to box. He breaks yeah. up things. He gives up the ball to players that he wants to be. That's the type of player that Mourinho likes. We know Mata, for me, is the most technical gifted player in our club. But he's not really... He's not a Mourinho player. But he's there, and because of the fans or whatever, mm -hmm. he has to play. Okay. Graham? Right, well... My, my kind of contradiction to that is why were we so heavy on like Perez? It's a two-footed player that can cross the ball and score goals. When we've got the best target man in the league, but the winger we buy has got a really high ball 
Right, losing the ball nearly what? Or fifty times a game, it looks like usually. Who says? Why would you? Mm. Uh, yeah, his ball drops terribly. Always losing. Can I ask the a question? Sorry to interject, mate. How, how many times have you watched him live? Watched him live about five times last year. Okay, or oh, five times. Okay. Well, to be fair, I've watched him every time. And what you've got to remember about a player as well, you also got to look at him. What he's doing off the ball, right? Not just oh, on the ball, off the ball. Now he he will lose the ball and he will sprint hundred meters to get that ball back. His work rate is tremendous. The only thing for me that is lacking is that he's not scoring goals. Mm. He's not, and, and people are judging him on that. People are judging him, not judging him on, 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 on his movement, on, on his brain, on his, on his creativity. They're not judging him on that. They're judging him because he's not scoring goals. I've got to say, uh, I kind of agree with Graham. Okay. In, not in the sense that Alexis Sanchez isn't a Mourinho player, because I believe he is. And I think there's been some transfer decisions which haven't been... Mourinho decisions, i.e. buying Perisic and probably selling Martial, he probably would have did that. But I think Alexis Sanchez, I, I agree with him in terms of his ball retention at times is very poor. And he reminds me sometimes of Wayne Rooney in his latter years where he'd get frustrated with what was going on, drop deep, keep losing the ball, mm -hmm. and nothing seems to go right for him. And I thought this season was going to be the season of Sanchez. And as of yet, we haven't seen it. I think he's just more to comment. I Graham, think he's trying too hard. Graham, thank you very much for your call. Possibly. Guys, you got some good that. comments over there that you want got to read up. Got some good comments. Um, Guys, on the comments today, so be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> First, let's start with Sanchez, since that's what we were just chatting about. Uh, GN says Sanchez is a better player than Martial. Uh, no. I'm sure you're not the only person who would say that. <laughs> I personally think Martial's one of the most technically gifted at United, and I'd agree. I disagree. Uh, HG says Sanchez gets in the way of his teammates in this free role. And I also just want to go back to a few comments that were made about Adam's uh, Matic comments earlier on. Oh, Adam, yeah, calm down. That. Oh, wow. Sack Adam immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is Adam smoking? Don't answer that. Adam's oh. going crazy. Right. Now, let me, let, me, let me qualify what I said. I mean, so far this season, Fellaini looks a better option than Matic. I think towards the end of last season as well, Matic was in the team based on reputation rather than performance. The same with Alexis Sanchez. And I feel his mobility at times is so poor. I think he offers us some good protection. But his mobility at times. We'll is... talk about mobility when Fellaini concedes a 90th minute penalty in the next two months because it's going to. Oh, don't put that one up. Don't put that one up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one to get the debate going. You give us a call today. We're on for about another 40 minutes. Oh three four five treble one seven six. No one can ever five. say though that I have an agenda against Fellaini. Why? Listen, if you've got a fella right, if you've got to see this kid, it has been vilified on it. This lad has been vilified. You seen his standing? Fellaini. Yeah, of ten thousand people standing up, booing him, giving him pure. Rubbish, hatred. For him to do that and come through what he's come through, that for me shows bottle, character, determination to say to people, yeah, you may think I'm this, but I'm that. Now, listen, you can ask Rio, you can ask Riddich, you can ask any of our back four, when we played against Everton, when Fellaini was there, and they will tell you, unequivocally, he was the hardest man that they played against. That 4-4, four, four, remember tell that? You. They'll oh. tell you, right? So when he suddenly comes to United with Moyes, because he's Moyes' number one. He's thinking, great. But then suddenly you come to an arena like Man United, it's too big for him. It's, it was too big for him. So he's not going to fulfil that potential, what they thought they had, or replicate what he had at Everton. But for him to do what he's doing now, for me, he deserves to be in the squad. 
But we have to take a quick break. Uh, any comments you want to throw at us, guys, before we go? <laughs> There's just one quick one saying Fellaini should play with Matic in midfield. So is that suggesting... Oh, no, no, no. Pogba and Fred should be dropped. You may as well stick my mum and dad in central midfield if we're going to go with them two. Right, we're going to have a little break, but I've got a little question for you, right? Pogba made his debut for United this week in 2011. So I want your greatest centre midfield player ever for Manchester United in the comment sections on the text. Eight, no. double, seven, can double, we, one. Can we exclude one? Can, can, should we exclude skulls in there? Why are we excluding skulls? Well, for well, me, it's the obvious choice. Well, you can do whatever you want, guys, right, but no, you'll be no, reading the comments no, out. No. Guys will be reading the comments out, so get your comments in. Uh, nice. Uh, so, uh, Pogba made his debut for United uh, this week in 2011. Your greatest centre midfield players of all time. Do you want your uh, half-time brew? Yes, please. Yeah, we're going to do that. We'll be right back after this. Excess Manchester. <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. We're back and we're going to be talking on the FTD fan phoning about great central midfielders. The debate in the studio red mad. The, the debate in the studio was going off, so we have to take it on Got a little air. bit heated? It did get heated. Guys, the comments uh, are coming in. So the question was, greatest central midfielder for Manchester United? Predictably, quite a lot of shouts for Skulls, a few for Key. And, uh, Al Skulls. Harrington says Darren Fletcher. Uh, Scott Kent. Is that, that Statman David there saying Darren Scott Fletcher? Scott Kent says uh, Brian Robson. Obviously, huge shout, Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm seeing if there's any interesting ones in here that aren't joking. I have, a feel, <laughs> I have a feeling the people saying Anderson and Jemba Jemba are joking. So Someone said Nicky Butt. Yeah, Nicky Butt. I don't think he's the greatest, but I think Anderson. one of the most underrated that Anderson. we've had. The, na- the name that stirred the pot in this room was one Carrick. Michael Carrick. I don't think anyone in this room was arguing Carrick was number one. I think the argument then was whether he's a great Manchester United midfielder. Whether, whether My number one... I won't say Robbo, and that will hurt my dad's feelings, mm. but I'll only say that because <coughs> I didn't get to see Robbo. Right. You know, I, I never got to see that Robbo. Yeah, yeah. But my Robbo was Keno. Yeah. And for me, Scholes is an amazing footballer. One of the best central midfielders we've had. He could dictate the tempo of play, everything. But without Roy Keane, we don't have the success we had, I don't think. Under Sir Alex at that as time. As a leader. Yeah, that's the leadership. Uh, and um, as a footballer, he was amazing yeah, too. Yeah. But I just think that leader, we speak about leaders, we spoke about him earlier. He had it all. He could pass. He went from a box to box. When he first came from Nottingham Forest, he was scoring goals. And then he learned to just, all right, I'm going to chill, give the ball to Scholes. He let Scholes do what he wants. And I just think Roy Keane, for me, he deserves my shout. Yeah. did. Um, <laughs> Gaz? <laughs> It's got to be Scolzi. Yeah. It's got to be Scolzi. The ginger alliance that, over that, there. That's all it is. The, th- the thing is with Scolzi is um, I got my season ticket at Old Trafford, I think it was like 2007. And obviously that was when Scolzi was playing a little bit deeper and he hadn't been doing it for too long. And he was just unbelievable, mate. He controlled every single game that he played. He'd take your breath away with his passing multiple times every mm. single time you're at Old Trafford. And also, when the, the reason that I pointed out the fact that I was actually going to the games then is because you can actually watch what he's doing and where he's moving. You can t- He's looking at all the other midfielders. He knows where they all mm. are around the pitch. And also, he gave me one of my best ever memories. In fact, my, my best ever memory at Old Trafford in the goal in the Champions League semi-final against Barca. Barca. What a man. The greatest goal I ever saw and, was his oh, against Villa. 
Mm, yeah, the yeah, the volley. The volley. <laughs> but also, also about skulls is you've got to say his attitude off the pitch as well. Just kept his mouth shut. Yeah, and and didn't didn't say anything that was going to get him in trouble. I got one thing to say about that though. Of yeah. what he's like now. <laughs> We're talking about Pogba now. Hand movements here. Can you imagine if Pogba ever refused to play in a League Cup game? What the social medias would be like, right? Yeah, now. but that's today's will. And, and <laughs> in all due respect to to to, to Scolzi, he was the don. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all respect to Pogba, that has to come. Hopefully. What did you go for, Trevor? I'm split again because I love Scolzi. I love what he does. But the only thing he likes, he couldn't tackle. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all round, he gave us everything: leadership, passion, good pass, good score goals. Short play, long play, Robbo. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, I'd love to have your say, 0345 17625. Come and give shot. us a call, please. Uh, get involved in the show tonight, because we've got about another 40 minutes. I would love to hear from you. Well, not half an hour we've got. Time's gone quick, because we're One just One of my first ever videos with a footballer was with Robbo. Oh, yeah? And he was such a nice guy. Yeah. Oh. Play football with him and everything. Oh, is this around the table chat? <laughs> and then he followed me on Twitter. Oh, you got you followed by Robbo on Twitter. DM him, see what he's uh, see what he's up to. Uh, the on that note, he is the greatest central midfielder of all <laughs> yes, time. Yes, of course he is. What else we got to talk? Uh, what else we coming up with, Adam? What do you want to talk about? Oh, this is this is the yeah, point. I hand do some over. Work this is the point I hand over to you. Right, this was today. Last week we had Renny Mullenstein. Yes, we did, and he was a legend. Recommend you go check that out. It was an absolutely fantastic guest, but. Today we've also got someone that has worked within the club, worked as a coach and helped spot talent from a grassroots level upwards. And so we want to speak to Trevor about the Manchester United way Mm -hmm. and what he thinks that is as someone that has worked in the club in the past. What do you guys think? Do you have any questions for Trevor? Because we've got a fountain of knowledge over there. So uh, what I wanted to know is there was there was a case of Fergie saying that uh, no that when you talk about Fergie Fergie knew everything and he knew everyone in the club. Yeah. How much did he have an influence on your role and your job? Like, did you have to speak to him when afterwards, like on well, your day to day basis, you have a, a report with him? We had a couple of meetings with him a year because we're junior coaches, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But because the man was so personable, if he saw you in the street, if he saw you whatever, he chats to you. One of my greatest memories was really weird. My, my son was about thirteen and we used to live in Hill Green. And the gaffer, still call me gaffer, lives in Ugly Edge. And you come down the A34 and it's chock-a-block, yeah, bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's bibbing, bibbing, bibbing. And I'm thinking, who's that bibbing looking in front of me and looking behind me? And my son said, Dad, there's a bloke bibbing there. I look to the right. It's the boss, isn't it? <laughs> Puts his window down. I like son. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're a bit late. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you like? <laughs> She's like laughing, joking like that. He went, yeah. He just drives off. And my lad went, Dad? That's right, it's Vegas, and I went, it's just a mate of mine. <laughs> but this is, this is what the bloke was like, and you could talk to him about anything, and he would, if you're walking through the building, if you walk, because remember, we were based at the cliff then, mm-hmm. and you're at the cliff, and you go from one building to another, and he'd, he'd say, you've got, who do you like, who's, who's doing a little bit? And that's how personable the guy was, do you know what I mean? But he built the, the, the club like no other. Like he said, you know the stories, you know everybody, from the cleaner right through to the yeah. top, but he took a massive interest took a massive interest and and you had that you had that I had that he was my biggest inspiration to my coaches because I was known as Coach Carter hmm. for him, for him, <laughs> for, you know what I mean sort of like in, 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 uh, in, in the coaching with the lads but he had that discipline do you know what I mean and he he made kids want to play for United do you know what I mean it wasn't just like you're playing for the academy what was the message to you as a coach with grassroots players like what did Manchester United, maybe not particularly Sir Alex Ferguson, but Manchester United want you 
to get across to your young players in terms of maybe attitude, style, on the pitch? Yeah, like I said, it, it, it was the whole family. My, my One of my inspirations was Eric Harrison. Mm. So I used to talk to Eric a lot. You know what I mean? He was, he was brilliant because obviously he, he class of 92, etc., etc. Complete legend. And he would say, you have to teach these kids in a way that the transition from each year isn't difficult. So by the time they get to 16, 17, and they get an opportunity to move into the reserves or the first, it's not difficult. It's just a step. You know, some some players from many clubs find that transition hard to go from a young professional to making the debut, panicking. Because listen, you go into the arena like Man United, 75,000 people there, you either excel, you either progress or you regress. And that's not to say these are bad players. This is just to say the fear. The fear of like going into that arena and it's you're expected to do well. So what they wanted us to do was just basically we used to play 1v1, 2v2, 4v4, lots of stuff, cover stuff. Like Rennie said, you know what I mean? It was pure football, self-expression, but also with that mindset, that belief, you are at Man United. This isn't the dog and duck. You know what I mean? <laughs> when did you know you'd done a good job? Was there anything, was it the players? Yeah, I think, I'm, 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 I'm proud to say I've been a spoken development wheel of quite a few, quite a few players who, who have gone through the system and you like it when you, you see them up there and you've had them at nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Eleven, you've seen them go through and even now they're still some last playing within the, within the Premier League, winning the Championship. Do you know what I mean? They were doing stuff. So I think that's good as a coach that you see that. But when you see players like making a debut for Man United, you think, wow, do you know what I mean? And he, yeah, that's that's that is a buzz, and to become good friends with a lot of them, do you know what I mean? And, and that's that's a good thing as well. As a fan, it must be like whoa. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> it's mad, you know. It's like because obviously, like as, as a I I play like part time pro, do you know what I mean? And uh, semi pro stuff, and then I started with our noisy neighbours, and I got my badge, and then Dave Ryan, he had done. He was my mate, academy, mm-hmm. um, community uh, leader. Said you want to come to United? It was like oh my god working for Man United, you know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. So then, that was it, and it's just, it's a fairy tale. And luckily I was there at the best years, I think. You said that um, one of the last players that you worked with was Jesse Lingard. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Jesse's great. I say he's a friend of the channel, seeing as he watches us, as, and, and he's been on a few times. Yeah. Um, but we, I've spoken to his, his old man in the past as well about his development. Yeah. And you think, or you suggested earlier that you feel that the, the Wake Academies are currently run, do not work. And when you say that, do you think then that someone like Jesse Lingard, first of all, what were your first impressions of him? And second of all, do you think he benefited from Fergie saying to him, go away on loan, come back when you're 22. And then he went to Birmingham, Derby, Leicester, Brighton, played at all these places, got first team experience playing under that pressure of men's football. Do you think that was the difference for him yeah. in making it at United? you got to remember, just to clarify, <clears throat> when I said... Academies don't work. I yeah. don't think they work now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. I don't think they work now. If you're in a top six club, the top six clubs, academies, are you, as a young British kid, going to get an opportunity? I say no. I say no because managers under so much pressure now to deliver. They've not got time to have you to see you nurture and develop, and to come forward. They have to buy someone who's going to hit it, hit the ground running. If you're lucky enough to get an opportunity then you've got to prove and say, 
I want to stay here. Now, Jesse's done that for me. He went away. He's done what he said. He's always been a top kid. Do you know what I mean? But he's been at United. We talk about academy players. He's been there since he was seven, mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We talk about him. Good being, 18, 19 years. Do you know what I'm saying? People don't, people, don't, people don't get it. A lot of the academy players, they go, oh, they're coming at 12, 13, 14 and carry on. But this kid's been there since he's seven. So for me, he wants a place there. But he epitomises what United are about. He comes on. You see the dynamics. You see the team lift when he comes on. His energy. You know what I mean? He gives his all. Mm. All right, forget about all that dancing with <laughs> all that business. But that's Gaz today's that's today's that's today's world, isn't it? Whether we like it or not. But you know, I think he's realised. Obviously, his old fellow's brilliant. At the word, yeah, you can do all that when you start playing well, you start doing yeah. good games, and when you're consistent, players aren't pit, um, fans aren't gonna have a go at you if you develop, if you if you if you you know mm. producing stuff. But United. I don't think now you're going to see all these top kids coming through. You're not. Because at 21, if you're not in the first team, you need to go out and play. And the pressure's on managers. Mm. I don't care if United, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, they've got to have results. They've got to produce. And you've got to wait for a 17-year-old kid to give an opportunity. Because you even look at... I, I hate to talk about them, mm. but you look at Manchester <laughs> City, who mm. you would think are in a more ideal position to blood youngsters. Mm. And yet the likes have folded... Mm. are yet to get a chance, even mm. when they're winning games, 2-3-0, or they've only got six players on the bench. Sure. So it does show you that <laughs> even if you're winning games left, right Joker. and centre, the pressures to put players on aren't there. We haven't had a phone call in a while. No, we need to. Give us a call. Sorry, I was just... Do you know what I mean? It's just because everything's chat. been nice and calm recently. We need to stop getting <laughs> great guests on. We need to stop winning. We need to stop winning. We should get beat again. We get more calls on. 0345 treble one seven six two five. Come and have a call because we are going to be previewing I, the game on the weekend. Can I just say, by the way, this is another award-winning show. And full-time devils have been nominated for a Northwest Football Awards, and you can head over to the website and vote for it. us in Fan TV of the Year. Description. Channel. Uh, the link is in the description. Yep, so vote. And vote for David De Gea as player of the season, Tahith Chong as young player, and full-time devils, and then we'll have a treble. And then give us and a we'll call. we'll be on the last with David De Gea. Yeah, yeah busted. 0345 <laughs> The number's on your screen. Uh, Jeff, can I ask you then, so where do you think the players of the future for Manchester United are going to come from? If they aren't going to come from United's system, like the Lingards and Rashford, where is the future for, of United's players coming from? Yeah, I think we should go back to the old system, right? Back in the day, you were 16, you had a trial for the top, top club, and you had two years to prove your worth. Because... These mm. kids now are at academies for seven or eight, nine years. For me, and I'm going to be controversial, there's too many, far too many mediocre foreign players in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Far too many mediocre. Now, if you're going to bring foreign players in, into a club like Man United, or wherever, the top six, they have to be world class. Listen, all of us in here, if them across the road, <coughs> by Messi, you're going to watch, you're going to go to a game and watch Messi because he's world class. Whether you like it or not, don't say no, guys. Watch Monsalli. You will no, you won't. You won't because you want to see world class players. You think we'd go? I'd see go. I'm see I wouldn't. You what? You wouldn't go. I would. No, I, don't. I love. They couldn't pay me to go. I would listen, but I would go and watch him just for one game to see. You've seen when well, we've seen him live anyway. I know. But, yeah. Say. Do you know what I mean? But I'm saying mm. to you now is that if you're below the top six, academy is fine. Not a problem. Not a problem. But managers are under so much mm. pressure, mate. They're mm. under so much pressure. Have you seen anyone? Of our youngsters at the minute, who you think have a chance of making it at United? There's numerous that we are given opportunities to, but it's whether or not, like you say, we, we have a manager, you know, like you said, listen, 
I believe there's no other better manager for Man United at this present time. He was the antidote for, for Pep. I understand, like I said, purists, of course I'm not happy with the style of football. We know that. But the game's evolved. Things are different. Do you know what I mean? When we got him, he was one of the two best coaches in Europe. One defensively, one offensively. Whoever would have got Pep would have got Mourinho. No? Mm, probably. So, you look at it and you go, but because again, it's the way that he, he, he operates and you've got to look at his teams, very rare have you seen young players, more than three or four young players in his squad, in his team. Mm. So, for our players that are there now, I don't know. If things change, maybe he gets a shout. It's very similar to what Rennie said last week. Actually. Yeah. Rennie said, the problem is we haven't got enough British players that are there to pull up the rest when they're not pulling their weight. On to a phone call. Aiden. Aiden. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? You all right? Very well, mate. You want to have a chat about what we're talking about, the future of Manchester uh, yeah. United. <laughs> future of Manchester uh, Yeah, so I can't join this chat late, so sorry if I've already kind of covered something that you guys have been talking about. Um, but really, I want to talk about, um, you know, the future after Mourinho. I mean, me personally, I'm a big fan of Mourinho. I think he's the best of a bad situation. We're not really going to get a better manager than him at the moment. Um, but obviously, moving forward, if, when he does end up leaving, uh, to avoid making the same mistake that we've been making so far, you know, again, Van Howe and again, you know, all, all these top-tier managers, who do you think we should get next? And do you think we should get... Do you think we should recruit for another role in the, um, in the club to... Um, you know, make sure we're not history's not repeating itself in a bad way. It's a good question, but I think everyone wants to answer want it, it. Want it because I think this is why this is why I think right, and I know it's not going to happen because the club that we are, we have to go for marquee managers, right? Mm. Now for players. me, now for me, this is going to be throw one right in Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton. Listen, listen, I'm throwing it in. Listen to the reason. Why didn't we only mention this at 22? I'm throwing it in, right? You look at at what he's done and where he's been, right? He sets his teams up well. Yeah? Just to see that against Brighton, against us. Sets his teams up well. They play good attacking football. He's not had the resources that someone Man United could give him. Secondly, Eddie Howe. Good, young, British coach, manager. Plays good, exciting football. Again, with the resources that Man United could offer, why not? But we're not going to do that. We're going to have to go for someone marquee. So it's about Zidane. How much is he going to want? I remember once upon a time, Stephen Alston said, Mark Hughes for Man United manager. But I think Cantonale I might have heard something that is Cantonale a little bit more ridiculous today. Right, we're going to have to take a little break. We, uh, thank you very much, Aidan, for your call there. Watch We've got that. another call on the go. We're going to be obviously talking about the game on the weekend, but I've got a little question for you before we go on a break. David De Gea is currently fifth for Manchester United with the most clean sheets. He's got, like I said that oh. right, most clean sheets. He's got 119. Who is he? Who is ahead of him, sorry? What goalkeepers are ahead of him for the most clean sheets? If, he, if he's fifth... Who's fourth, third, second, and first, please? Uh, we need the answers there in the comment section. Don't see it yet. I'm gonna say it. You're going to be reading out the answers. We'll be back in about three minutes. Get your calls in now, and we'll speak to you right after this. This is the Manchester Football Social full-time Devils takeover. Yeah. We're back for the final 11 and a half minutes of the you show. You like that little countdown, don't you? I've, it's I've down there to how long we've got left. I'm figuring out what's going on on some of these screens. One day I'm just going to start pressing buttons. Yeah, and just 
Flinting up. I'm going to say, yeah, anyway, let's not go down that loop. Can't wait for that day. That will that will be when we have a bad guest. Yeah, it is. I'm not here next week. I'm in Paris, so oh, yeah. maybe you can take more control then. Oh, going Paris, are we? Yeah, do you know what I mean? City of love, innit? I'll go with four lads. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to the results of uh, the uh, the game. So, if uh, De Gea is number five in the clean sheet rank for Manchester United, who is fourth, third, second, and first? I feel like everyone in the studio can name three of them. Can't yes. Like, and then everyone who got it right on the comments Googled it. I can I, name all yeah. four, but I don't know what order. You Go can on. Name Oh, all yeah, four. the order, the order. The reason one. I can name all four is because I make social video subtitles for Full Time Devils, and this was one of them. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, so basically, right, we all knew. Who's in fourth? Okay, right, we're doing it in order. Who's in fourth? Is it Gary Bailey? No. Um, Alex Stepney. Van der Sar. Van der Sar's in fourth. Sar. Who's in third? Gary Bailey. Yeah. yeah. No, who's in second place? Bartos. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Stepney. Who's number one? Peter Schmeichel. Well, I don't know if you've got it right in the comments. The so, great... so, so the name that none of us could get, Gary Bailey. Who's um, the we greatest? All do, we should do a, a, a one-hour feature on him next week, Gary Bailey. Okay, maybe not. Uh, let's move on to uh, the game of the weekend. Are we all excited for it? I am <laughs> worried. Three, are you worried? I'm worried. I'll tell you why. We've won three games in a row. Mm-hmm. Every time we seem to do this and steady ourselves mm-hmm. and get back on track, there'll be a game like Wolves at home mm-hmm. on that the horizon. The boat. Now, Wolves are a very good football inside, very well organised. They've got some very skillful players in that midfield. Matinho, Ruben Neves... The lad up front, the Mexican lad, what's his name? Raul Jimenez. No, I know that a lot of Wolves fans are confident in, in the future of him. I was listening to another radio station. They said that he is going to be... You listen to other radio and stations? Apparently I do. That he's going to oh. be up there with the best players. And he. they don't predict Wolves fans that he's going to be at the club for much longer, apart from this season when the big boys will come in and take over. Yeah, but what do they know? What do they know? They watch the club oh, week in, week out. Watch Wolves. So, I mean, they, they Wolves are a bigger side than Man City, to be fair. No, oh, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, so that, no, it's true. It's not even more history. Just putting that out. Yeah. Yep. 50s. Okay, oh, we just lost think. half our Manchester audience. Uh, Adam, let's talk about um, the game then. We obviously mentioned the lineup. Uh, I've got a gentleman on the on the line who I want to bring in because he's been there for a while. Etienne. Etienne. I can't. Etienne. Doing, Etienne. I said Etienne right, but he didn't respond, so I thought I said it wrong. Etienne, are you there, mate? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Buzzy, I'm here, you want to talk about? I'm more want to focus on uh, Luke Shaw and the man uh, who could be featuring, obviously, for United on the weekend. Are you been happy with him, mate? Very happy. I just want to say that uh, it looks like he's picked up where he's left off. Like the injury hasn't knocked him. Which honestly, when the, when I heard about the injury, I was like, Oh Lord, no, please not, not, not now, not now. And it literally just looks like it's picked up and it's carried on. And if that's the way, then I think we're sorted and left back. And Ashley Young, thanks for the service, lad, but goodbye. I, I finally have, or we finally have a left back at left back really? who can be a proper left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gary, so whereabouts are you from, sorry, Etienne? Uh, I'm from South Africa, from Cape Town, South Africa. So Gary I, Bailey, so Gary Bailey, who's the, the goalkeeper none of us knew about, he's from South Africa. Do you know of anything of, about Gary Bailey can enlighten us in the studio? Um, not that much because I'm. You we start this playing well before I was born, so uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, <laughs> so Trevor, Trevor's so, the only one in this. I'm, I'm the only one. one, one, one what, well, uh, Etienne? Can I ask you a question? So, ask me. So, um, your name is obviously you were named after a place where you were conceived. Is that correct? Sir? <laughs> I, I wish that. No, 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 no. Um, that was um, not the question I thought you were going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, another um, balls no, related thing. <laughs> 
Yes, oh, no. yes, yes. Saying that. Footballs. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got Stockport on the line next. Let's see what he's got to say. Uh, right, thank you very much, Etienne. Uh, let's, move, let's move on to the weekend then. Uh, for yourself, we've only got seven minutes left, Trevor. Are yeah. you worried that Wolves might rock the boat? I think it's one of those, isn't it? I think you, you, have, you have got to take him seriously. You've mm-hmm. seen what it was he did with the uh, nosy neighbours. You know what I mean? And they got bitten by wolves, didn't they? So um, you got to take him serious. I don't think he's... They're, they're, a, they're a club that's come up from the Championship. They've got nothing to lose. They're either going to get beat 8-0 or they're going to do something in which he did against Man City. So, yeah, we've got to take the game seriously. I think it'll be a good game. But I'm going for a win. What happens for you, Adam? Because obviously you do all the, the fan cams afterwards. If United do get beat, or they struggle and we get a draw, or they just scrape oh, it. What do happens, you, you know. go through and like? What do you have to say with the, with with the fans that come out outside the game? It, it's going to be a long season if we struggle like now at home games. You know the thing with Manchester United fans, yeah. I know you get the occasional person that will rant and rave and be a little bit angry, but I think a lot Manchester United fans tend to see the bigger picture a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, is the way I look at it. That's the way I try and look at things. Obviously, you look at it, you look at the 90 minutes and then try and look at the bigger picture. And I think that's how a lot of fans are at Manchester United. You obviously have the people that will react to a game or to the 90 minutes. But as for this Wolves game, I'm confident we will do it. But I just want the team to not show that overconfidence because it could so easily turn. If it's nil-nil at half-time, 60 minutes gone, it's nil-nil. Wolves are good enough to, to, to stick a free kick in mm-hmm. the top corner, Ruben Neves can or That's create it. something for him yeah, and yeah, So yeah. we need to be at it. If we can get three points in this game, and then we've got, I think it's West Ham, and Derby. Some Derby, West Ham, a few other winnable games. Oh, we can go Derby. on a run. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm I'm not getting carried away just yet, man. Trevor, you mentioned outside that you said that Sanchez is going to come good. Yeah. Is this the games where he's got to like pull, out, pull his weight Come good, show no. show the reason. I just think he's trying too hard, the kid. I just think he's trying too hard. Like I said to you, you know, if you look at his work rate, you look at his his decision making. Do you know what I mean in terms of movement? And he doesn't get there, he gets frustrated. Because I, I I look at him plays off the ball. I want to see what they do off the ball, me and the body language works about. Do you know what I mean? I if he starts going and a couple of goals, mate, he'll be on fire. But like I said, and I keep maintaining that he's got to play play uh, in free space behind Green Mile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lukaku uh, of Pogba um, all key players it's because we've got a squad we can be confident in at the minute I think I think it was a rocky start we have start. got a squad that you we can be confident in but we I'm just uh, my let's, main, let's get through let's get <laughs> on a run six games in six games in get on a proper run I know I'm just I'm just aware that over these last two years we have been very yeah, and down I, think, so I don't want to think oh we've turned the corner and then we no. get slapped by Wolves I still don't think we, he's got where he needs to go. I, mean, I don't think he's still got where he needs to go. Like I said, he's still thinks we need tweaking. He still thinks we need tweaking. What score predictions? We've got a, a minute yeah, or so minute left. Twenty. Three one. I'm gonna go for just a simple two nil. A two nil. I'm gonna go four one. Yeah. I know. I'm, yeah, I was gonna say four nil. I feel a little four nil, wouldn't it? Yeah. Trevor, anything you want to uh, push or plug before we have to say oh, goodbye? No, it's been great, mate. Really, really enjoyed it. Oh, keep, you really enjoy it? Keep, keep getting emotional on us. Are you coming back again, Trev? Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's obviously that I'm, uh, he's not been here tonight, but I'm a better host than anybody yeah, you seen are. Yeah. You're, better, you're a better guest. Yeah. Have <laughs> seen Webby? Well, no. I I anyone, has anyone seen um, Webby? Um, you know what we didn't even get to talk about? What? Harry and all that. What? 
Because not only has he been a coach, <laughs> actor, comedian, all sorts. Yeah, you know, yeah, on coach. We'll get you on in an international break. Oh, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've yeah, got we're to say our goodbyes anyway. We've got 30 right. seconds right, to Gaz, go. Gaz, this week you get to do Webby's final word. Are you excited about that, yeah? You're really excited, are you? me. Slightly, yeah. Okay. I then. don't know what I'm going right. to say. We're going to say thank you to Trevor first, thank and you then you can do Webby's final word. Cheers, Trev. Trev, thank you, legend. Thanks for having me on. Gary, over to you. Has anyone seen Webby? Excess Manchester.